You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, April the 14th of 2021. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today and everybody who tune in. And we've got some fun baseball to talk about from yesterday. And that would be the 14-3 onslaught that the Cardinals put on, um, put up against the Washington Nationals with thanks in part to a nine-run fifth inning. That's right. Nine runs came across the score in the fifth inning for St. Louis. It was truly a wonderful inning. I mean, here, here, here's all, all that happened. We'll go through all the batters. You ready for this? We had Carpenter reach on an error. Carlson walk. Kishner single. Williams single. Dean sacrifice fly. Edmund four pitch walk. Goldschmidt single. Arenado single. DeYoung single. Carpenter single. Kisner. Or sorry, yeah, Car- Carpenter sacrifice fly, Carlson single, Kisner walk, Williams single, Dean strikes out. So two of the three outs were on sacrifice flies. Still producing runs. A huge inning for St. Louis. I mean, obviously the Cardinals are not going to score four runs, or I'm sorry, 14 runs in every game, but this is the offense that, you know, this is a type of offense that the Cardinals can have. They, they they can have the type of days like they had today, especially if a guy like Matt Carpenter gets going. And I'll talk about him in a little bit as well. But we see Justin Williams looking more and more comfortable at the plate. I really like what I'm seeing from Austin Dean as well. Tommy Edmond, Paul DeYoung. Um, I mean, I, it, it just up and down the lineup, it was a great day yesterday. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I tweeted this out, and I talked about it on the show yesterday, but the Cardinals needed a jolt in their in their offense. And boy, oh boy, did they ever get that jolt yesterday. And it was not only a jolt in the offense, but it was against one of the better pitchers in baseball in Steven Strasburg, who just didn't, he just, just flat out did not have it yesterday. Straight up. and Everybody's going to have those days. But this was a huge step in the right direction for for the for the St. Louis Cardinals. Because again, you're going to score 14 runs every game. Absolutely not. But but this is what I was talking about a little bit yesterday with, with the um, mentioned a little bit about how exit velocity is important and how it's you know this is a results driven business, results driven sport. But you got to look at what you know. What's trending in the right direction to get those results? A lot of that has to do with exit velocity. We've seen a guy like Matt Carpenter have a really high exit velocity and not get rewarded for it. And then he he finally comes through, gets a home run yesterday, three RBI a day for for Matt Carpenter. And he mentioned in the postgame that this might be the best he has swung in the bat in a couple of years. And... A couple years ago, he was an MVP vote getter, top 10 in the league in 2018. Really bad 2019, really bad 2020. If I had to bet, a historically bad 2021 spring training. But he finally came through, and it was such a cool moment 
for Matt Carpenter to get the curtain call, to hit the home run off the foul pole. He got every stitch of that baseball. The only question was, it was it going to stay fair? Thank the good Lord that it did, for both for the Cardinals and for Matt Carpenter. Because I've said this a lot. As cut and dry as his struggles have been over the last two two years, you know, you, you can say what you will, but they've been pretty cut and dry that those struggles have been there. It, it has been very difficult to watch him struggle like this the past X, now, X amount of weeks. Because he is, uh, this is his 10th year in the major leagues. He, he's a very, you know, pedigree is, is their big-time Cardinal. It, it's tough to see some of your favorite players struggle. And for a long time, Carpenter was one of my favorite players. And, you know, even if he isn't one of your favorite players, I think you could you could confidently say that he's a popular player among the fan base. So it was extremely difficult to watch him struggle like he has been. So just for him to get that home run, get the first home run out of the way after he got the, the bunt base hit, out of, the base hit out of the way with the bunt, was just huge for him. I think, you know, I'm not saying he's going to go on a tear and have an MVP type season again, but at the same time, maybe this does get him going. Maybe this gets him going, and maybe Tommy Evan becomes your right fielder and Carpenter starts at second base more often than we thought. Who knows? Who knows? Again, trying not to get too high after the one good game that he's had in terms of results. Like I mentioned, the result, the exit velocity and the, the signs have been there, but not to get too high or anything like that, but you do have to, to wonder, does, Mark, does Matt Carpenter have anything left in the tank? Does he have more left in the tank? Because if he does, that's a huge addition. Because if, if he's hitting right, then you have Tommy Evan, who's gonna, who has done nothing but hit, and for for to have, because excuse me, that takes away a question mark in the outfield. Because moving Tommy Evan to the outfield makes that more of a punctuation mark instead of a question mark. You're more of a period than a question mark, I guess would be the correct way to say that. And the Cardinals need periods in the outfield. They need results in the outfield. There's zero question about that. So if Matt Carpenter is able to hit and then Tommy Edmund becomes your right fielder, sure, maybe you, you lose a little bit defensively. Maybe you, you lose a little bit of defense taking out Dean or Williams. But at the same time, and if Carpenter is able to hit like he has the ability to hit, if he lives up to his potential, I know it's weird to talk about potential in a 35-year-old player, but this lineup gets a lot better. Defensively, I, I get it. You, you lose a little bit, but... but but there's no question that Matt Carpenter has the ability to make this lineup a lot longer. And, you know, maybe that's just me being high on Carpenter because he's a longtime Cardinal or whatnot. But I think it's true. I think that Carpenter has been unlucky. And if he gets the results he needs to get, then this lineup can become really deadly. And we've seen it whenever he plays, the Cardinals tend to win. And the Cardinals then have a, a good problem on their hands with trying to find playing time for Williams, Dean, and Bader whenever he comes back. But right now, basically, and, and, and Lane Thomas as well. But Matt Carpenter, and again, just a really cool moment for him to, to, to get the home run and to help the team win, to help, you know, he mentioned in the postgame as well that it was just good for him to feel like he contributed to, to the win. And he did in a major way. And he was not the only one. This was also the first time we saw Goldenado hit a home run in the same game. Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado. Uh, hopefully not the last time. And who knows, maybe at one point in the season they go back-to-back. I'm sure that'll be super exciting, but I can't say enough good things about the offense from yesterday's game. Take away the 9-1 fifth inning, and the Cardinals still win that game, handedly. 
So it was just a really good game for the Cardinals offense, a game that they desperately needed. Um, early in the season, I, I get it, but it's still a game that they desperately needed, needed to get. So talk a little bit about the pitching in the next segment, not just the results yesterday from a guy like Jack Flaherty, Henderson Cabrera, and Cody Whitley, but also some, some news and notes about KK Kim and Johan Oviedo and Daniel Ponchileon, who also pitched in yesterday's game. But again, super high on the offense. Love what... Just absolutely loved yesterday's performance. That's the kind of Cardinal baseball that we can all fall in love with. So, talking some pitching coming up next after this short break from our wonderful sponsors. Built Bar is new and improved and even more delicious than before. You can't go wrong with their eighteen with any of their 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut options. Some of their new flavors include caramel brownie, cherry barcia, and lemon almond cheesecake. And you all know my favorite that I order every single time, and that is cookies and cream. That goes along with 12 original flavors ranging from orange to coconut to peanut butter brownie to raspberry to peanut butter to banana bread and many more. They're soft and easy to chew and covered 100%. That's right, 100% in chocolate. But just because they're covered in that delicious chocolate does not mean that they're not healthy. In fact, they're incredibly healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great-tasting as well. Head over to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, that is LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Big time offense yesterday, like I mentioned, and the, the, the pitching lived up as well, just surrendering three runs. Before I tell you about pitching, I want to tell you about Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the pitching last night all started with Jack Flaherty, who had... He threw 96 pitches in five innings, but you know this might not necessarily have been a the the big step that we thought he he was going to take after the the good start in Miami. But he definitely lived up to the hype in terms of not allowing many runs at home. Came in I think with two six two seven six or two seven eight ERA. I tweeted out can't remember um, ERA at home, and it, it got nothing but but lower right with, with a scoreless outing or a one run outing. Excuse me in, in five innings of work. For, for Flaherty, the final line being five innings, three hits, an earned run, no walks, which is big, and these the six strikeouts to go along with it. So, again, though, for, for me, the big part for Flaherty was the no walks because he's had a lot of control issues. Not a lot. He's had m- multiple control issues this year, so I thought it was big for him to um, to, to, to get through a start with, with no walks, right? He had the 30-pitch the inning, I think it was, in the second. But other than that, he was pretty, uh, pretty efficient and – was able to to get navigate through this Nationals lineup, which is, you know, which is a pretty good lineup. But at the same time, it, it was just good for Flaherty to get it, to get a solid start again, to to string together a couple starts because talk about it a lot. But this game to me is a game of momentum, not only within the game but from game to game. Big momentum, got to string some things along, and Cardinals were able to do that. Jack Flaherty was able to do that more specifically. So a big start for Jack yesterday, and beyond him. Holy cow, did Genesis Cabrera look ridiculous. Two punch-outs in his school sending of work made Juan Soto look bad, which is not, I repeat, is not an easy thing to do. And then Cody Whitley comes in with two scoreless innings in his 2021 debut. 
um, got called up yesterday. I'll talk about the, the news and notes around that call up is in just a moment. But Cody Whitley, man, he, he he could be a weapon. He was 27th round pick in 2017 out of Mount Olive College in Mount Olive, North Carolina. But holy cow, he could be good. He pitched just four and two thirds innings last year at the major league level to a 1.93 ERA. But Man, I think that he could be really, really good. He's never had an ERA above three in a season at the minors in 2017 um, at high A and rookie ball ERA of 153 in 2018 in Peoria, which is high A. I'm sorry, that that's high A. Um, 41 games, 251 ERA, and then 2019 in high A, double A, and triple A ERA of 160. This kid could be an absolute weapon. You add him to the weapons that the Cardinals already have on their roster with a Cabrera, with a Hicks, with a Reyes, with a Gallegos, who has been filthy this year. That's a legit bullpen. As much as some guys have struggled, Andrew Miller, maybe even a little bit, Tyler Webb has struggled. Holy cow, could Cody Whitley make this really good bullpen, this already really good bullpen, even better? I get it. He just just two innings yesterday, but holy cow, does he have the pedigree and the domination at every level he's been at to lead one to think that he could be a legit weapon at the major league level. And again, add him to the weapons the Cardinals already have, and that makes the back end of this bullpen now even not just the back end, but also the middle part of this bullpen to get to that back end pretty deadly. Again, don't want to overuse the bullpen. There is some, some some fear of that right now with pitchers only going five innings, four or five innings at a time. So starters do need to be stretched out a little bit more. Not going to be blind to that fact and not going to be 100% positive and realize that there are no flaws from yesterday's game because there were flaws. As good as Jack Flaherty looked, definitely needs to start be going needs to start going more than five innings. There's no there's no question about that. But like I mentioned, Cody Whitley, he could be he could be he could be legit. I'm, I'm just going to say that. Um, and I, I just was really impressed with him. Was not impressed with Daniel Ponce de Leon yesterday. He, he he looked a little like like he was he was hurt. No no trainer came out or sh- shook off the trainer, but you know just d- didn't didn't look right. Maybe if he ends up getting hurt, maybe that's why he struggled on um, Sunday as well. Um, but but who, but who knows? So the the reason Whitley was up it was because Johan Oviedo was sent down. But we got news yesterday. Um, that it's kind of a summary here, but the tweets that I saw, the reports that I saw, KK Kim is going to come back and start on a Saturday against the Phillies. Johan Oviedo is going to get come back up and go to the starting rotation. They're going to have a six-man rotation, or at least have Oviedo up for spot starts. And Daniel Ponce de Leon is being d- demoted, I guess would be the way to say that, or moved to the bullpen. And... I think it is what it is. I think John Gannon has definitely pitched better than Ponce de Leon. And it, it, we knew that one of them was going to get moved to the bullpen. Like That was evident. And that there's no secret there. Right? You can't have, uh, not going to have both of them in your rotation. Johan Aviedo pitched too good on Sunday to, to be left out of that rotation spot. Um, or to be left out of that consideration for a spot start. And I just think that it is, it's the right call. Oviedo needs to get a better opportunity. I mean, we saw the same thing last year when he had a really good start, really good couple starts, and then faltered off. But, um, but at the same time, um, I think Oviedo has the capability to be really good, and that he deserves this opportunity to start. So that that's the news there. KK Kim back 
We'll see how he goes. He didn't really impress in spring training, but maybe that was because of the injury he had. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then when Miles Michaelis comes back, Johan Oviedo or John Gant will probably be the ones to go. Maybe both of them will be the ones to go because by that point, they'll probably be a minor league season. So Oviedo probably will go back down to the minors at that point, assuming he has um, options left, which I believe Oviedo does. And I'm pretty sure John Gant does not. But, um, but yeah, so... The pitching will be interesting. I was surprised that Mike Schultz went to or is planning on going to a six-man rotation or at least having six starters. I think they have a stretch of 17 games in 17 days. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. I was just surprised Mike Schultz because of he tends to be more of a traditionalist in that sense of, of not varying too much from the from the norm. So I was surprised, but I think it will be the right move. And, you know, now the Cardinals get to go for a series win tomorrow. And that is not something after they lost game one, I thought did not think they were going to get the opportunity to do just to be quite honest with, with Steven Strasburg on the bump for Washington, but credit to Cardinal offense. Goldschmidt got him going in the bottom of the first with a home run. Uh, it's 250 of his career and Jack Flair was able to pitch better than Steven Strasburg. Strasburg was not helped with errors behind him. Of the seven runs he gave up, only five of them were earned. Uh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Of the eight runs he gave up, seven were earned. But Avilon gave up six runs. Only three of his were earned. Uh, Strasburg, the five walks was what killed him. So, um, so yeah, we're going to have a, a bit of a milestone start tomorrow. Assuming the GOAT gets to start behind the plate. And I will talk about that possible milestone start. And as well as preview tomorrow's game. And once again, remind you of some fun content coming your way at the end of this week. Coming your way after this short break. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV if you are looking for more betting action. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything. That's right, anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the new scores and odds that you need to know. It's the one place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's the best way to place your bets. One more and. And it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that 50% welcome bonus, a.k.a. you can get that free money, with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Big, big game coming up today uh, with a chance to sweep. Not, um, excuse me, chance to win the series. Um, before I talk about that and talk about a milestone start, um, Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast is a podcast I'm starting to listen to, and it's one that you need to listen to as well if you are a fantasy baseball player. Hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Yadier Molina will be making his 2000th start behind the dish today. The first pitch is at 12.15 for, for St. Louis, 1.15 Eastern time. But uh, he, he was given the off day yesterday, in my mind, to <laughs> so that the 2000th start of Yadi's career comes with um, comes with Adam Wainwright. And I think that that is um, 2000th 
start at catcher, I should say. Uh, it comes with Adam Wainwright. Derek Gould also talked about this in a tweet that he sent out. That That's probably so it can be a little bit sentimental, a little bit more special to start with Adam Wainwright. It's an afternoon game, like I mentioned. Um, but we'll see what Marinette can do after, um, you know, a bad start uh, at Cincinnati and then a not great start at home against Milwaukee on the home opener. We'll see what he can do in his third start as the Cardinals face off against Joe Ross. Not a lot of experience for the Cardinals against Joe Ross. Um, Nolan Arenado is 2 for 5. Carpenter's over 2. Coldschmidt's over 3. Molina's batting 286 and 7 at-bats. I think that's 3 for 7, if I had to guess. 3 for 7. Meanwhile, lots of experience for the Nationals against Adam Wainwright. Josh Bell, the old NL Central foe, hitting 304 and 23 at-bats with a homer and 5 RBIs. Josh Harrison, the old NL Central foe, with 18 at-bats. Hernan Perez somehow has 18 at-bats against him. Jordy Mercer has 16 at-bats against him. Kyle Schwarber has 20 at-bats against Adam Wainwright. Schwarber just hitting 250 in those 20 at-bats, so Wainwright tends to have his number, which is a good thing, but we'll see how it goes. I'm not... Also, something interesting, Jan Gomes is 3-for-3, and Ryan Zimmerman is 5-for-5 with two home runs. So I'd be surprised if Ryan Zimmerman was not in the lineup today. But we, we, we will see how it goes. Wainwright need, needs to, to step up, make a big start here. Uh, it would be really huge for Wainwright going into a getaway day. So it's going to be an off day on Thursday for St. Louis. It would be really big for Wainwright to to go six, seven innings um, and, and you know have the bullpen only go two or three innings. I think in an ideal world, Wainwright goes nine. But, um, and I'm sure that that's always his goal. But I think he needs to go six or seven. To, to really have a successful start in my mind. And we'll, we'll see where, where it goes. Obviously, the the batters going up against them know what they're going to get. Lots of good numbers against Adam Wainwright. But we'll, we, we will see. Also coming up on Thursday, uh, it'll be Thursday. or It's either going to be tomorrow or it's going to be Friday. I'm chatting with Ben Fredrickson tomorrow um, from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. And I'll be sure to tweet out if you guys have any questions for me or want me to ask him. So I'm super excited for that. So keep your... Um, eyes open for that episode, either Thursday or Friday. Look also to do a locker room later this week. But long story short, Cardinal offense was huge, and uh, the pitching made it stick, and this bullpen could be really, really good. I'm really excited for what this bullpen could do, even though they have been good early on. So that's going to do it for me and the show today. Um, as always, follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Cardinals. And until I talk to you again, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.